Oh, uh, good morning. Hello, howdy. How you doing? What's up? Welcome to the podcast. I don't have opening music for this yet, so it's be all mysterious and that kind of thing. Um, sort of battling that I haven't had enough sleep lately. But, hey, that's part of life and whatnot. Um, I just had a topic come to mind here while I was, um stepping away from the computer for a minute so I can load up NHL 18 where I've got a file that I've started with uh, with the Ottawa Senators and yeah I did a fantasy draft though so they don't look anything like the regular Senators no I'm not doing a live stream of it because sometimes I like to have time away from the internet and yet here I am doing a podcast so I wanted to discuss something that came up he just talked in a circle for like a minute. I'm so just done with this. No. Um, so every day I see this and, and every day I'm like, oh, again, people start up a new channel and they're all excited and they want to advertise their channel. So where do you go to advertise it? My channel. And here's the thing. We don't allow advertising. And that's been a rule for over two years. I remember when I hit about, 100 I want to say 150 subscribers and I started seeing that and it's usually under the guise of I started a channel because you inspired me to start a channel so um I I started a channel and and yeah so I'm going to advertise on your channel I find that whole thing weird and I find it weird because I don't see it on other channels like I don't, I don't go on to Phil DeFranco's videos and see a bunch of people saying, "I started a new channel because of Phil DeFranco." Come check out my videos. You'd get slaughtered. You'd get slaughtered. And I'm not saying that I necessarily share that view, but at the same time, like I've I've done a lot of work on my channel. I've worked really hard on it for a long time, and I get that. That, and it's usually kids, and they're excited about their new creation, but you can't just go on somebody else's channel and just advertise, hey, hey, come over here, hey. The the funniest ones are when I when I see them and they get pulled, uh, and, and it's a, a an advertisement that basically slams me and what a jerk I am, and go check out their channel instead, and I'm thinking, okay... If, if I'm really bad at my job, so I'm really terrible at, at, at whatever I do in here with my whole hockey channel, why do you need to advertise yourself? People will figure it out, and they'll figure out you're amazing. And when they figure out you're amazing, uh, you know, I won't be able to hold a candle to you. I just... It's almost like, and, and I hate to use this analogy, but it would be like CNN ads on, on Fox News or Fox News ads on CNN. Like, it just, it doesn't work that way. And at the same time, I've had my channel for over two years. I've never advertised my channel anywhere else. Uh, I get compared a lot with Steve Dangle. And, well, you know, Steve Dangle, you guys should do a, like I saw it today, you guys should do a collaboration. Why? Like, I, I, I get it, but at the same time, like, Steve Dangle has his 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 following and he talks about the Leafs and he has his way of doing things I talk about all 31 teams I have my way of doing things there really isn't anything there that's worthy of a collaboration 
And I've felt that way from the beginning. And, and even that's even when, you know, my channel only had a few hundred subscribers. If I'd got a message from Steve Dangle saying, hey, I saw your stuff and you look pretty good. You want to collaborate? I wouldn't been like, on what? I don't, I don't know what I'm collaborating about. Um, there are times where I see collaborations on YouTube and I kind of scratch my head and go, okay, so that's just for the sake of a collaboration. Some can be really fun, but the ones that I've found that are normally fun are the ones you, you don't expect. The ones that um, you're like, oh, I, I wouldn't have put those two together. And maybe it's it's a completely different realm that other channels in and you go over and check out their stuff and you go, hey, that's that's kind of interesting. Those are the ones that, to me, are, are are fun collaborations. But when I think about all of my favorite videos on YouTube, I none of them are collaboration videos. And this this isn't a slam on the hockey side of things because I don't watch other hockey channels. I don't watch other hockey videos. Again, and I've I've explained that before. But I I have reasons for watching stuff that is entertainment related and wrestling related and. Like even Wrestle Talk, Wrestle Talk works with a couple of the other um, YouTube channels, but they again, it's it's different, and they have over five hundred thousand subscribers. Like they're they're in pretty good shape. I, I think I think Ollie Davis is is doing pretty well, and I think he's pretty happy with things. And it, it's a totally different setup, but I I, I haven't seen anything. Uh, that's made me say, you know what, Shannon, maybe you should allow this advertising to go on. Maybe you should, yeah, just go ahead and allow it. Because the problem is, there are hundreds, hundreds of these little channels. And then my, my comment section would just be advertising. It, it would it would be like bots took over. Because it would all be, hey, check out my video, check out my video, check out my, check out my. The only uh, real advice I would give is this. I've never advertised I don't I don't and even now that I could afford to have an advertising budget on YouTube I don't bother because I just don't I don't advertise I never have and so if I can get 56,000 subscribers without advertising you know I I have my social media but I don't have any paid advertisements and I don't go to other channels and advertise my stuff then other people would be able to do it too it's not easy uh, YouTube is not is not easy to break into. I remember, and I th- I think I've mentioned this in the podcast before, but when I was getting set to leave my full time job in Chilliwack, and I would talk to people and they'd be like, "Oh, I should just start a YouTube channel then." And I'm like, oh, "Well, there's tricks to it though. It's not just point a camera, upload the video, and hey, look, money. Uh, you you have to look where YouTube is underserving people." Where there is a, a, a need, uh, I know that gaming channels. I had to, I had to shake my head. There was an article I read not that long ago on if you want to make money from YouTube, here's how you do it. And its number one recommendation was start a gaming channel. And I thought about leaving a comment on that that article, but I didn't bother because it, it was there's no point. These guys. Here's the thing. Like I, I even had a, a friend of mine say, I'm going to start a gaming channel. And I said, dude, there are so many gaming channels right now. There are tons of them getting into that space and actually getting any kind of ground is really, really difficult. And it's, it's not that I don't think that, that my friend could be an entertaining gamer to watch. 
it's that it is really hard. So if if you're going into it saying, I'm going to make money doing this, then you're in trouble. So for people who start up a YouTube channel and say, I'm I'm gonna be a success, I'm gonna that's a problem because it it doesn't happen for there was another article I read which actually said I think it was ninety six percent of channels fail in the first year. I don't know, it was some it was some ridiculous number that that would never make money or would fail and uh, you know the numbers it's hard to it's hard to figure that out and i'm i'd be interested to know the research i looked at that article a lot and i'm like what exactly re what what research did you do and from what i could tell it wasn't much of anything just some basic raw data given out by youtube because uh you may start a, a channel well let's say you go overseas uh, you're, you're overseas and you're, you're, you're making videos for your family from overseas. Well, those videos, you're, you're not looking to monetize them or make money from them. And then when you come home from Europe, you may close that channel cause you don't need it anymore. Or maybe you rename it and maybe you do something else with it. So does that get factored into the ones that don't make money? Cause you never intended to, but again, when starting out, I didn't intend to do anything with it either. It was, well, I, I got a webcam. I'll just talk to it. And then the, the hockey thing ended up just kind of accidentally happening. To be honest, uh, what I started out doing a lot of was Doctor Who reviews. Where every week I'd watch Doctor Who and I'd do a review on the episode I watched. And I realized, even at the time, I was like, you know, that this is not going to make me any money or get a lot of views. Because there's already Emergency Awesome, who's excellent at that kind of thing. And I'm not going to touch his numbers or any of that, but... Yeah, it's kind of fun to talk about Doctor Who, and maybe I can find people online to talk to it about it. And then uh, my friend Venus, her and I were always talking about Doctor Who, so I figured that way I could do a review and post it. She'd see it later, but she'd watch it after she'd watched the episode, and then she'd message me on Facebook, and we would discuss things from there. So even even then, it was kind of a, a message in a bottle more than it was a video for the masses. And... So I see some of these, and and they're mostly you know teenagers, and they're harmless, but the the advertising and it it just feels like it's this. I'm going to do this. One thing that Yvonne and I were talking about last week, uh, we were talking about uh, various YouTubers, is that there's there's YouTubers who have all of the uh, they have the the video editing software and they have. Uh, Photoshop and they they their thumbnails are good and everything, but they their their verbal presentation doesn't work. They don't have the ease in front of the camera. Maybe they might be too nervous. There was one kid who actually started up around the same time that I started my channel, and he was just talking about the flames. And I actually I don't know if he started his channel back up, but he he gave up because he started getting bullied on his channel by, I believe it was by people who knew him in real life. But um, you know it was he was nervous. His presentation, he was nervous. He would him and haw a lot. He would get stuck mid-sentence. And I, I felt bad for him because other than that, what he was saying was fine. His presentation was the same as mine. At the time, I didn't have the webcam I have now. I didn't have any kind of studio, no jerseys behind me or nothing. It was just me in my living room. And with him, he actually had a better setup behind him in that he at least had a hockey-themed background. My background was Doctor Who posters for the most part. So he, he kind of had me beat there. But it, to me, it felt like it was presentation and it was self-confidence. And there has to be at least some self-confidence. I remember, um, and this is before my channel got going, 
uh, there was one girl, and she didn't even like me really. We we had we had known each other previously, uh, and I'd had I was going through a really rough time in my life, and I was talking to her because I knew she'd tell me the truth. I knew that if I was being an ass, she'd tell me I was, and you know she had no vested interest in my life turning around. I could drop off the planet for all she cared, uh, and and so. She watched a couple of my videos, and and she said, she said, you're, you're kind of a narcissist. I, I, you know, this is aggravating. I don't like watching your your crap. And I went, huh? And I I, I listened to what she said, and I thought, you know, I, I never really thought about it because what I was posting at the time were usually about twenty minute videos where they were stream of thought and I, I would talk about whatever happened during the day and what was going on at work and stuff like that and I found out if you want to gossip about work and you don't want to get in trouble with your coworkers, uh, make the video uh, so that you, you talk about yourself and your what you had for breakfast and whatever boring crap in the first five minutes uh, people who are looking to find out what kind of dirt they can get on you will give up before five minutes because they don't want to hear about your sandwiches and your pancakes. So give it about five minutes, and then you can start talking crap about your coworkers because anybody that's going to care and isn't going to tell your other coworkers will probably still be watching, but people who are like, I'm going to find out what he said, they're, they're, they're going to turn it off. Because uh, I at one point I got called into the office over something I said in a video because there were shitty rumors going on about me at work that were not true absolute bullshit so i i went in the office and and they said you can't be talking about coworkers. and i said all i did was answer answer a um a rumor and what i did was i uh said what the rumor was i said right on camera here's what the rumor is that i did this and did this and that's bs and whoever told you that is full of it and uh come to me the next time that these kinds of rumors are out there so i didn't say any i did not say the name of the person who started the rumor i didn't say uh, punch him in the face. I didn't say anything that would have got pulled from YouTube or get demonetized because I wasn't monetized at the time because it was just a personal vlog. But yeah, I got called in the office told, yeah, you can't talk about coworkers like that. And I'm like, I didn't. And they're like, oh, well, you know, this person said they were embarrassed by what you said in that video. And I thought that person doesn't watch my videos. So the one that started this shitty rumor shared it with that person to start more crap. All right. So I didn't stop talking about it. I just made sure I didn't talk about it again in the first five minutes of a video. <laughs> but the comment about narcissism, I took it to heart. And honestly, all YouTubers are kind of narcissistic. It's it's in there. But what comes with that narcissism is always is also a fear of failure. And I've watched uh, a lot of YouTubers lately struggling with their own self-confidence, their self-worth their belief in themselves and what their channel is. And this can happen with channels of up, upwards of a million people. And uh, they, they push fans away. I watch uh, on Social Blade as the numbers go up and go down. They can lose tens of thousands of subscribers in a day just because they made a video talking about how they don't feel confident and their views are down and they're worried and, and all this other stuff. And people are like, stop whining. This is your job and I'm tired of you whining. And it's, it is a fine line. Um... But I, I understand it because with that narcissism, with that uh, that being on camera and that that comfort with it also comes a severe amount of insecurity for a lot of us. And I, I have that, but a lot of bigger YouTubers have that too. So as a small YouTuber, and I still consider myself a very small YouTuber in, in the grand scheme of things, 
um, I'm encouraged by that. But I see some of these kids, and I wonder, thinking, you know, when you're when you're really small, everybody roots for you. Uh, before my channel hit a thousand subscribers, there were a lot of people who were like, "Man, I'm rooting for you, and I I want to see you know this channel explode." And then when it did, a lot of those people stopped commenting, or they were gone. So it, it is really easy to get people to rally around you when you're when you're down, and then when you're considered to be one of the success stories, either they they leave or they just stop commenting. They're like, "Well, he doesn't need my comments anymore." And uh, it, I kind of miss it. I, there are times where I miss the intimacy of the comment section when the channel was below a thousand subscribers, and I could build more of a rapport with almost all of the posters. And I, I don't have that anymore. I think that's where the meetups have helped. There, and there's plenty of people I, I've seen at meetups that I have no idea what their username is on YouTube. And I don't ask them because I just want to hang out with them and play road hockey. I, I also wanted to comment on something else, too. Um, my playing ability in road hockey gets questioned. Uh, the other thing that that um, I, I have on my mind when I play road hockey is that I get hurt a lot when I play. And I'm I have I do the videos every day. Uh, I did getting that stick in the face in Vegas has made me kind of shy, or when I'm behind players, so it's made me start second guessing myself a bit. I have to play through that. And then I didn't have the shin guards that Yvonne bought me for the last game, so I get worried about shots to the shin. And when somebody's winding up with a slap shot that's probably going to be chest high or maybe head high, yeah, I'll get out of the way. Because we're just playing a casual game among friends. I don't get competitive. I don't keep track of score very much. Well, we keep track of score. We don't care. We don't really care who wins. Uh, I was on the winning side this week. I still don't know how that happened. I think I demand a recount on that one. But it, it does occasionally happen. But yeah, it affects how I play. I don't play now like I did because I'm not taking a puck in the head. I'm not taking a ball in the head. I'm not. I'm not getting hacked across the shins, so I'm not charging into a um, a spot where there's three or four guys if I don't have shin guards. And, you know, if I remember to put the shin guards on next time, yeah, I would play completely different. But the other part that kind of gets forgotten is I'm at an age now where I think there's been a handful of players that have played at age 45 and up. I think it's like Chelios, Yager, Gordie Howe. I struggle to think of anybody else who's made it to 45 or older and still been playing hockey. So, and those are elite athletes, NHL level. I never had that kind of fitness level. Uh, I was a long distance runner, which doesn't really play into the game other than it means that I can play for three hours. And I still have some of that. I could still probably uh, play without being subbed out. Um, I, I have to conserve my energy more now than I used to, but I could still probably do it. I just don't want to have to. Uh, and I, I know that if I overdo it, that I'm going to be probably hobbling around for the next couple of days. So there's there's a lot more that goes into when I'm playing a game than might show up on a video that gets done at the time. And, uh, yeah, because I, I noticed a few. I had, I had to take one of them out because it's like, are you freaking kidding me? But anyways, uh, yeah, it just that was kind of bugging me too. Because, <laughs> yeah, I, I played floor hockey... Uh, multiple times a week when I was a teenager and, and I was one of the better players in my high school because I played more than everybody else. Uh, there were hockey players, 
But that's that's part of the reason too why when we do meetups, I do floor hockey and road hockey because when I was in high school, none of my friends played played actual ice hockey. None of us did. We all played floor hockey and street hockey, and there were plenty of other people in the school that did. Now there were some who played. Uh, there was one guy that was in my floor hockey group that uh, actually played for the Seattle Thunderbirds, and. I know there was another one who played a lot of, of Bantam, and, and there was talks of him going to the WHL. I don't think he ever did. But, you know, if, if I had had a, a floor hockey meetup when I was in high school, I could have had like 100 kids at it. If it had been an actual ice hockey meetup at Twin Rinks, I might have had a half dozen. So I just take a look at it and go, you know what, this is just a game for, for fun. And it's a game between friends, and it really... Am I playing as hard as I should? Yes, because it's just a casual game between friends. There, There is no actual championship on the line. If this was a game in the standings, if we were actual teams, I would play completely different. And half court, when you're a, a guy who plays back a lot, half court... Yeah, half court doesn't work so much for, for being a defenseman because half the time you're on offense. So it just doesn't work. If you hear a bunch of cheering in the background, that's my video game. Right now, my Ottawa Senators are up 6-3, to 321 left in the third. I'm not actually playing. I'm watching it. That's what throws people off, too. Why do you watch it? Because then you can see whether the team you made is actually good or not by watching it. Uh, if you play it, you, you're, you're probably going to win your share of games, and you'll know, find out, did I actually build a good team? But, yeah, so, anyways, I just I, I wanted to... to touch on that as well and do more podcasts than i've been doing so it's the second one this week huzzah and uh i i want to thank you guys for listening if you made it this far so you know end of end of story and to wrap up uh, i don't allow advertising on the channel because it would be just a gong show if i allowed it and i'd never done it myself so i'm not being a hypocrite and uh i yeah, uh, when I do the street hockey and the the floor hockey, wait till I've got my my shin guards, and then we can talk about how hard I'm playing. Um, and when there's two goalies, and there should be two goalies for the next game, then we can talk about how smart I'm playing. Whereas if you look at other games that we played in that same area, uh, I always play defensive defenseman. That's 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 my favorite spot to play. Always has been. Um, I know I ended up scoring goals in Vegas but that just ended up sort of happening and I think that was more of a blip than an actual indication of of how things are going to end up going for me but hey um thank you guys again for for all your support for watching my videos for listening to my podcast uh for following my podcast and uh for all the listens that it gets on iTunes and Spotify even though uh Spotify isn't reporting anymore to um to Podbean, which I use for uploading my videos, I'm pretty sure that it's still listed on Spotify and it's still getting heard on there. It just doesn't show up in my stats. And for anybody who's wondering, I've never made a cent off my podcast and I don't know that I ever necessarily will. But there you go. Um, Let me know what you guys think and I'll talk to you again soon.